What's going on, everybody? Listen, if you're ready to put your podcast out there and get your message out to the world and help impact a lot of people, Anchor is the way to do it. It's a free service. Uh, you're able to upload your information uh, and your recordings, or you're also able to do your recordings right on Anchor. It distributes it for you. Uh, it puts it all together for you. It's very, very simple to use, very easy to use. And uh, if you're ready to start and put your podcast out there, this is the platform to use. What's going on, everybody? My name is Clay Smeltzer, and this is the Purpose Infused Men's Podcast, bringing men together to help rebuild masculinity with heart and purpose, helping good men do great things all around this world. So without further ado, let's get this show on the road. What's up, everybody? Guys, listen, I am excited about tonight because I got Ernie Davis on here. We're going to talk about toxic masculinity man this is a this is a heated subject a lot of times and uh ernie i just really want to introduce yeah. you real quick i i appreciate you being on here and taking the time we're gonna have an awesome conversation i don't know where it's gonna go uh but i'm excited about where it's gonna go and this is gonna help a lot of men uh out there own themselves love their story and go live with purpose every single day and uh maybe debunk or not debunk uh, some of the different things about toxic masculinity and things like that. But I want them to get to know you a little bit. So if you can introduce yourself, uh, kind of what you do. And then also, if you can uh, just tell them how they can link up with you real quick. Um, let's get that out of the way here so people can get contact you right now as they're listening to this. Awesome. 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 Hey, Clay, thanks for the invite. You know what, My folks, pleasure. it's great to be on here tonight with Clay. You know what? I love the way you said something just a few seconds ago when you said own themselves, right? Own themselves. And you, you're talking about finding their purpose. You know, I, I love purpose. But let me tell you, let me tell everyone who I am just to give them an idea who you're talking to today. You know, I like to start it out like this, Clay. I like to say that I am the loyal servant of the master creator of the heavens, the earth, the universe, and all that does exist. And of all that is created, I am. Folks, I'm Ernie Davis, the people's coach. And, you know, Clay, one of the other things I love to say is I love to say I'm probably one of the most awesome, inconspicuous multimillionaires that you will ever meet. I'm the guy who loves life, loves living, and loves yeah. teaching and sharing. I love sharing it's not my knowledge and wisdom and helping men to discover themselves, oh. to discover themselves and become the best version of themselves that they can be. I'm that guy who loves teaching, you know, and coaching in the adoption and implementation of what I like to call the think and grow rich mindset, leadership principles, and public speaking. You know, that's what I love doing. If anyone's Trying to get a hold of me, you know, the best place to find me is probably at powerhousemotivations.com. Powerhousemotivations.com is powerhousemotivations with an S.com. I'm also on YouTube, a little YouTube page. We got to call the, the People's Coach on YouTube. Then we're on Facebook a little bit. You know, I am a coach in the essence, so I'm not a, I'm not a very social guy. I'm not always on Facebook, but I like to put a, get on there occasionally and start a little bit of uh, contention. But what I love doing is I love working with men. I love working yeah. with men and helping men and women to, to discover themselves and to find their speech. You know, I run a small coaching practice out, outside of D.C., out here in Washington, D.C. You know, we basically focus on work with men, helping yeah. them to discover themselves and become what I like to call real men. I don't know yeah. if you've ever heard that before. You no, know, somebody. Yeah, that's what somebody, we're going to talk about today. Yeah, somebody once asked me, they, they once said, Ernie, what is a real man? Why don't you explain that to me, right? And so, Clay, if you don't mind, I'll, no. I'll tell everyone right now. Exactly. That's good. Because that, that's a question a, that comes up all the time. Here's how I here's how I describe a real man, right? A real man is someone who knows their place in the world. They know their place in the world. They know, you know, who they are. And they know what they're supposed to be doing. And they, they're men who don't shy away from their responsibilities, their responsibilities of being providers, protectors, maintainer, maintainers. And they they don't shy away from doing that while, you know, protecting the things that they see as being right, true, and correct. They stand up for the things that they believe are right, true, and correct. You know, and they do they do that when they do it, you know, by utilizing their natural gifts, talents, and abilities, because that's one of the big things that I work with them on, you know, helping them to do that, utilize their natural gifts, talents, and abilities. It's almost magical. Yeah. Because it, it makes them, not only does it make them the loyal servants of their creators, it almost makes them the master creator of themselves, mm -hmm. and it makes them the builders of their own legacy. Boom. So that's what I do. That's what I do. I love working the one on one thing, but I love talking too. So let's 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 talk and let's see what we're gonna talk about tonight, Clay. <laughs> nice. And here's what here's what I want to first start out with is when I said describe yourself, you didn't go into what you do, you mm -hmm. went into who you are. 
And mm-hmm. I will tell you this it is for me, people used to ask me, well, who's Clay Smelzer? I'd be like, well, I'm a teacher. Mm-hmm. That's not who Clay Smelzer was. Clay Smelzer was somebody different. That's what I did. And, mm-hmm. per, and for me, in, in Purpose Infused Coaching, it's just like you, man, in, in that picture of getting men to own themselves, love their story, live with purpose every single day, wake up excited about life instead of going through the monotony and being like, dude, is this all there is to this life? That's not what we're here for. We're here to own ourselves. We're here to be mm-hmm. the men that we were meant to be. And, yeah. and for me, when I found my purpose, like if somebody asked me now, hey, who's Clay Smelzer? Well, I'm a man who owns myself, loves my story, lives with purpose. I just happen to do that everywhere I go and everything I do every time I wake up and I'm blessed to wake up every single day, get an opportunity. I do it as a coach. I do it as a podcaster. I do it as a teacher. I do it as a, a man, a father, a husband uh, in the grocery store at the mall, wherever. I'm like, but that's who I am. That's yeah. what I do all the time. So we, we, we have this inclination. So let's first start with this. We have this in, cause I want to get into talking to masculinity, but I think this is a great point for, mm-hmm. for, for men to hear is that we have been taught that what we do, our job, our career, all of this is who we are. And I don't agree with that. So what, what's your thoughts on that? Do you agree with that? That what you do is who you are or here's, here's or what I, here's person? what I would say, Clay, you know, we're going to take it to a whole new level here. We, we may take it to a whole new level real fast, Good. but if you were being the man that you were meant to be, if you were the man that you were born to be, if you were the man who were using your actual, your natural God given gifts, talents, and abilities to be the man that you were born to be, then what you do would be your purpose. Mm-hmm. Okay. You see, and you you would be living your purpose every day. That's why I started out by saying I am the loyal servant of the master mm-hmm. creator of the heavens, the earth, the universe and all that does exist. You see, and by saying that I'm the loyal servant, that means that I have gone through the process and discovered, you know, what is my purpose? Yep. What am I supposed to be doing? You know, one of the things I believe is that and, and, and that I know is that everyone, all of you men listening tonight, all of you listening, you have been born. You were born for a purpose. Now, of course, we're born and, you know, we go to school, they send us to the public schools or wherever we go and they teach us something, they indoctrinate us into a whole different system. And by the time we get out, we don't know who we are. We don't have a clue what we're supposed to be doing. You know, the teacher says line up and march left. We line up, we march left. Then they say, hey, either go to the military, go to college, get a trade job, do something like that. We jump on board. We go to the school. We, 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 we either go to college, we get a trade, we go to the military, we do something. And we find ourselves, you know, at 28, 33, 46 some job and then we we find ourselves thinking you know and some people as, as late as 50s and 60s they're, they're waking up and starting to realize hey who am i yep. what have i been doing the last 10 15 20 30 40 years absolutely i feel like i'm living a lie yep that was me at 35 years old man you just subscribed me yeah you know and, and that's where the, what what we do is we help mm-hmm. men find that why that mm-hmm. who they are and mm-hmm. to own that and that's where I say, own yourself. You got to own that, man. You got to love that. In mm-hmm. order to do that, you got to get rid of some of the the, the, the the programs that are running in your head. You got to get rid of some of that BS that you were told. Hey, you know, I, they, listen, they need I, to get rid of all of them. You might, yeah, absolutely. Listen, I'm a teacher, but I'll be the first one to tell you that school messes you up a lot. Mm-hmm. I'll also mm-hmm. tell you that. But I also teach in my classroom. I run my classroom different than a lot of people run their classroom. Yeah. Because me, I teach seventh grade math. I'll teach you some math, but at the end of the year, if you don't get any math and you get stuff in life, I won. That was yeah, my job. Yeah. You know what, Clay? Let me say something because I love that you said you got to get, you have to get over that BS. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and a lot of you listening tonight, you probably haven't heard me say this before, but if you haven't, I'm going to introduce you to something because, you know, Clay, I don't curse. I love the way that you talk. You talk like a manly man. <laughs> I love that. Somebody may say that you talk with too much toxic masculinity, yeah, yeah, but hey, right. I love the way you talk. I don't curse, but I do use the word BS. And one of my mentors, a guy by the name of Paul, Paul Martinelli, he's a great guy, man. He shared this with me some years ago. He said, BS stands for belief system. He says, what you got to shake off is you have to wake up and shake off that belief system that was forced upon you when you were going through your indoctrination in the school system, when you were growing up. They taught you a lot of things that got stored there in your mind, in your subconscious mind. And it's all BS. It's all belief system. It's all a particular belief system. And some people, some of you, you have belief systems, you have beliefs that are, that are preventing you from excelling. They're preventing you from growing. They're preventing you from realizing your greater purpose and living your greater purpose. And now you have women and you have feminine men and other people looking at you and they're saying, hey, you're also being a little toxic. You need to stop being so masculine. You need to stop being toxic. You, you need to stop trying to be a manly man. You need to stop trying yeah. to stop, stop talking like clay 
and and talk more like Oprah. Yeah, and and, and to and that that leads perfectly into this because I say uh, no, that's okay. And here's why: before I used to go along with that, but okay, because I don't mm-hmm. want to offend. We talked about this pre-show. Is like I men tend to not have the conversations with people because I don't want to offend. You don't want to offend. So we just, if mm-hmm. we don't have the conversation, we don't offend. I didn't yeah. want to do that. I didn't want to offend people. I didn't want to come off as mean. I didn't want to come off as, as uh, maybe uh, I don't want to say arrogant, but co- mm-hmm. it's confidence. There's a difference between being cocky and arrogant or, mm-hmm. or confident and arrogant. Um, yeah. And it's like, you know, I didn't want to come off of those things. I wanted other people to look at me in a certain way and portray mm-hmm. myself to those people. But that was that true to me? And the answer right. was no. And mm-hmm. I lived 15 years of my life in that. And, mm-hmm. and, and that's where, like, I'm talking about a book that we had, Dark Side of the Light Chasers by Debbie Ford. You know, I talked about that pre-show too. It's like that book allowed me to deal with all the stuff that I had to own my truth. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. where I think a lot of the toxicity so, so mm-hmm. of, of men and where that comes from mm-hmm. is like some people would view the way I speak, the way I am as toxic. I don't mm-hmm. for me. No, you know what I mean? Not, it's not. Because look at my actions. What am I here to do? And and, nope. and my I'm not the tugboat going. I used to be the tugboat going out and save mm-hmm. and save and save. I'm the lighthouse, and you need to look at my light and see what it's shining out. My mm, light shines like out that. love. It might be harsh sometimes, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna. I've been told the things I needed to hear instead of the things I wanted to hear at the times in my life where I needed to hear it by strong men who were willing to love and care for me enough to tell me what I needed to hear. So Mm. when I talk with other men and I sit down one-on-one or we have our brotherhood and we go through a brotherhood, we have the hard conversations Mm -hmm. and I say the hard things, or I let them sit in the hurt. I let them sit in the pain for for a little bit of time Mm -hmm. because they need that. Mm -hmm. And that's where it's like, yes, I may come off as maybe a little rough, like a little sandpaper, no, I'm not cool. like the real hard grit sandpaper where it just right. rubs everything off. <laughs> yeah. But I need to understand that that there is a soft and a hard side. It's called I, I love John Maxwell when he talks about the velvet covered brick. I love it. The velvet covered brick, nice and soft on the outside, but on the inside, you have this, I'm gonna stay firm. And uh and for me, I have I have two two I have my best self and my worst self. My best self is on my right-hand side. And I have this visualized and I went through the practice and, and I named awesome. it badass beast, but that's, yeah. that's Leonidas kicking somebody in the well. Yeah. The problem is, is I would be Leonidas and I would kick somebody in the well all the time, but I know I can't be that all the time. So mm-hmm. I have to curb that down a little bit on the left side. I have what I call uh, my guy wimpy wuss. And that is my worst self at my worst time. He's a curled <laughs> up, he's a curled up little guy. And, and filled with anxiety and real. Now I love him and I love him because they're both a part of me and I've owned both of those. I love that. But that gives me the balance to go between. I don't want to be fully him. Yep. I don't want to be fully him. I got to hey, have that. Clay, I have to that. ask a question real quick. Yes, go. I have to ask a question. First, I have to tell you this, you know, because one of the things that I often say is I say that evil wins when good luck, when good guys like you and me, when we sit by and say nothing, yes, evil wins. I actually just saw. Yeah. I was I, for whatever reason that came across. I don't know if it was a feed or something like mm-hmm. that. Or I was searching something that came across like five times the other day. So really? not that's a coincidence. That's, that's amazing. But here's a coincidence I want to ask you. You know, because I like how you said, "Hey, when I'm me at my best, I'm on the right hand side. I'm on the right hand side. I love that, right? I'm on the right hand side. And then me at my worst, you know, I'm on the left. And it reminds me a whole lot of society. You know. One of my mentors, he once said, you should always strive to sit on the right side of God. He said, he said, there's a reason that they call it the right. And he said, you always want to be right. And he always talks to me about, you know, squaring my moral compass and being the man that I was meant to be. And he says, he says, he says, it's not mistake. He says, there's no mistake. You know, one of the things we may talk about today, we may get into a little bit of the law of polarity, you know, polar opposites. And actually, I'm positive we will, because if we start talking about masculinity. Yep. We're going to have to talk about the polar opposite femininity, femininity yes. a little bit, you know, but I love the way you did that. I don't know if that was intentional that you said me on my best is on the right and me and my worst That's, is on the left. Well, in, in talking with you, I never really put it that way, but you know, that, that really is. I mean, he just ended up on my right. That's where I saw him at. So when mm-hmm. I did, did the, did this and I do this with our, our one-on-one clients and our, and our men here, we go through that practice for me. He's on my badass self is on, it's on the right. 
mm-hmm. and, and he's on the left. Mm-hmm. But it, it, you are right, man. It's the right hand. It's a, it's the hand of like the hand of the king or the hand of the right, mm-hmm. you know, right hand of right, God. Right. Yeah. And, uh, so I never put that two and two together. So thank you. I appreciate it. Don't that. worry. I put it together all day because <laughs> it's one of those things. That, it's one of those things we, we go through in the coaching program. You know, we talk about a lot of metaphors, a lot of symbolism. Yep. You know, we talk about man at his greatest. You know, a man at his greatest. I like to say, and I'm a spiritual guy. I'm not a very religious guy. I don't know if we're going to talk about that, but I like to say, man at his greatest is a reflection of God. You know, I think that's like First Corinthians, like number eleven. You know, something like that. But it says, man at his his greatest is a reflection of God. You know, and and our one of our coaching programs, we 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 go around the star and we talk about what each one of the points of the star stands for and when we go out to the right hand side we always say on your right hand side those are your trusted advisors those are the people that you really trust that you would look up to and you're willing to really ponder and consider what they're going to say and possibly take action you see so if you're going to be a a trusted advisor to the universe or the spiritual forces of the universe the right hand side is the best place to be yeah. So that's awesome, sir. That's good, that, man. That's awesome. That is awesome. So yeah, let's let's awesome. let's get into this heated topic about toxic masculinity because I put a post out the, a couple other weeks and I've talked about it a couple of times. We talked about it in our brotherhood a couple of times because it comes mm-hmm. up and this 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 phrase of toxic masculinity. So mm-hmm. let, let's see what your viewpoint is. I'll give my viewpoint. We'll see what's. I don't know if our viewpoints are the same or not, but we'll figure it out right here. It's pretty exciting. Go. You're All right, well, man. guys, here, here you go, guys. I, I'm, I'll tell you straight up. I gave you my explanation of BS, and here's the reason I did it. Because to, the, the, the belief or the, the, you know, the people saying toxic masculinity, the belief of toxic masculinity, it's a lie. It's a lie of deception, right? You know, here's one of the things that you have to understand is that since the, probably the creation of man, you know, if, I, if we were to look back at the ancient text, you know, the biblical text, if we were to look at the Eastern texts, if we were to look at the Islamic texts, if we follow, read those texts and go all the way back to when man was created, we will begin to understand that there has always been a spirit force or a force of nature that has sought to weaken and destroy man and humanity and mankind. You know, I love one of the, in one of the Islamic texts, I love it, right? Because it says that it says that God breathed into man and, and Gave, you know, breathe, breathe into man and man came alive. And he told the angels, he told the angels to bow down to man and serve man. But there was one angel in the Islamic traditions, this angel, his name was, they called him Iblis. He was, a, he was one of the fallen angels. His name was Iblis. And he said, not me. I'm not bowing down to man. He said, why should I bow down to man? You created him from, from, from clay and dirt and mud, mm-hmm. the stuff of the earth. You created me from fire. I will not bow down and serve man. And so then after some time, you know, they went through this in, in, the, in the Islamic traditions. They go through the story and Iblis tells God, he says, give me respite and I'm going to prove to you that this man that you have created is not who you think he is. He's not as strong as you think he is. He's not as good as you think he is. And God said, OK, I'll give you respite and I'll let you have at it. And he says, I'm going to make fair seeming or evil doing, wrongdoing, fair seeming to man. And you know, if we listen to those traditions from the East, you know, it talks about how ever since man's creation, there have been evil forces at work in the universe that have sought to weaken man and to remove man from his true status and to make man forget who he really is and why he was created on earth, right? And so, when we talk about toxic masculinity, I say it's a lie. It's a lie. Most of the people who are saying it, they aren't aware of the lie portion. But if we said that that spirit, that universal spirit, that universal spirit was still alive, then that spirit knows it's a lie. However, people have been deceived, you know, kind of like when, when that, when that ain't, what was it? When uh, Satan came to, what was it? What was it? Uh, Eve in the, in the garden of Eden and, and uh, yeah. tempted her to eat the apple. You remember that story? I think most I, people. Yeah, remember, yeah. You know. I don't know a ton of the Bible, but I get, I know yeah. that story. Yeah. I think it's a basic story. I can't tell you the certain story verbatim, but most people have heard that story, right? You know, they say the devil or the snake came up and, and, and encouraged her to eat the apple, and she ate the apple and got him to do it. That was one of the first tricks. Mm-hmm. And so that same force is at work in the universe, causing people, anyone who is willing to listen and jump onto this 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 train of thought, mm-hmm. to say, hey. The problem with society, it's the men. The men, their, their masculinity, it's toxic. They don't listen. They get proud. They're fighting. They're constantly at war. And so 
the people who are now saying toxic masculinity, they aren't aware that it's a lie. They have, I'm sure that they feel somewhere in their heart, they probably feel that, hey, there's, this, this doesn't add up, but hey, I think it's right. I believe that, you know, if we can stop the men from fighting and cursing and spitting tobacco all over the place, <laughs> maybe the world will be a better place. And so for, for them, they have been deceived. Yeah. And now they're utilizing this term, thinking that, hey, this is going to make, this is going to bring us to a better outcome. It's going to make the world a better place. But what they really don't know is that they're being utilized by some forces. There are some forces at play in the universe that is really utilizing them for a very evil trick. You know, if that makes sense, that makes sense. So toxic oh, yeah, masculinity, it's a lie. Yeah, definitely. It's that definitely makes sense. And and putting it that way, and, and here's what I, I like what you said to it. The forces are all, and I agree with you. There's always forces to pull us. And, and just like my worst self, best self, mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's like the, you know, the little, devil that sits on one shoulder and the angel mm-hmm. that sits on the other shoulder. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, we see all these movies out there about good versus evil and all mm-hmm. those different things. It, it's, it's all the same thing, I think. And there's this pool, there's this pool for me to choose, you know, mm-hmm. and it's my choice, what I do um, mm-hmm. with my life. But I, I love what you said there is, is those forces are to make man forget who he is. Yes. It's to make man forget who he is. I love it because you know what, 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 what you said, what, as men go along, we were taught these things. We we're going through this. We we're going through this. We we're going through this. And now we get to like myself, 35 years old. And I'm sitting here going, this is what life has to offer. This is it. You know, I'm on a hamster wheel of life, bashing my head up against the wall going, is this, mm-hmm. this is what I got. Like yeah. you told me to do this. And, and I come from Pennsylvania, uh, a blue collar, work your ass off. And then mm-hmm. great stuff will happen. Well, mm-hmm. I, it did it. And I'm like, no, Dude, it seriously. Happen. yeah. And I'm like, it doesn't happen. Or, or get married, go to school, get a good education, get a good job, get married, have a kid, stuff like that. Well, I did it twice and it didn't work out. And it's yeah, like, they sold you the lie. So I'm like, dude, you know, I'm a mad guy because what I was told wasn't right. But the problem is, is I could stay angry, continue that, or I could figure out who I am and just be mm-hmm. me. And yeah. just being me was way better than trying to fight all that other stuff. And I think that's where a lot of, uh, a lot of this comes in is, is we forget who we are, but we got to go find out who we are. And I think there's two things that this conversation especially can really help men do one, find out who they are or get to get the thing to say, Hey, you know what? I'm going to take action today. I'm going to get a hold of Ernie or I'm going to get a hold of clay because I related to Ernie and and I'm going to call him. I'm going to go onto his site. I'm going to book a time to talk with him. I'm going to find out who I am. Hey Clay, I love that you said that because you said I'm going to take action. Yes. You know, one of the one of the quotes that I said earlier, I said that man at his greatest is made in the image of God, right? Mm-hmm. It's a reflection of God. And here's what most people don't know. Most people don't know, and I've shared this publicly several, a whole bunch of times, but and I love it because it starts people to thinking and it starts them to asking questions. And sometimes it occasionally causes people to ask questions. But one of the things that I share is that God is neither masculine or feminine. God is masculine and feminine. Now, Clay, I don't know if you caught that, but God is neither masculine or feminine. God is masculine and feminine. And if I'm, if we're, if we're telling people that, hey, you know, God, you know, makes you in the, in his image or in his likeness, that means that he's also made you masculine and feminine. Feminine, yes. Masculine and feminine. You have masculine and feminine energies within you. Right. Mm-hmm. And the goal is now for you to figure out who am I? How do I use this? Correct. You know, I, and I have, to, I have to tell you, I do a lot of research. I love researching and preparing for today's call. I'm listening to a lot of speech, speech, speeches, a lot of uh, doing some reading, you know, and I'm listening to one little lady and she she spoke and she's taught us to talk about why she believed that uh, this toxic masculinity thing was right. And she she gave the image of a man. You know, most of us seen this guy. He's probably like a wannabe rocker, you know, with a little <laughs> with a little chain hanging out of his pockets, right? He wants to be a rocker. He wants to be a he wants to be a skateboarder or something like that. He 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 just wasn't accepted. You know, and he at the same time he wants to be masculine. But internally, he's had he has an internal debate because most of the masculine men don't really accept him. And he feels inwardly that he has some feminine traits and qualities, which we all do. And as a way of trying to mask and hide those feminine qualities, he turns to a negative behavior, a negative belief system. And some of the, some of the women, especially the women who, who I was listening to, they said, hey, this is the toxic masculine guy. 
This is the guy that, that we need to destroy. And, and so I bring it up just to say that, you know, all, all of you listening to tonight, you know, as a man, as a manly man, you have to understand that all of us, all men, we have a feminine side. Yes. We have a feminine part of our nature. If we didn't, we wouldn't exist. Now, being that being that we are men, you know, I like to jump into the science sometimes. And, you know, being that we're men bio biologically, I like to play the X, X, Y game, the X, X game. And I'm not sure if you're familiar with that or if everyone listening is familiar with that. But those are chromosomes. Those are chromosomes that we can go into the science lab and we can, you know, unravel the DNA and we can start to count the chromosomes and we can we'll, we'll, we'll find a difference between males and females. We'll, we'll start to, to understand that females have two X chromosomes, which leads them heavily towards the feminine nature, mm -hmm. causes them to be born and appear curvy and looking like females. Whereas males have the XY, yep. which causes them to be born leaning heavily towards the masculine nature. You know, and one of our biggest struggles once we're born, you know, either with those two X's or for everyone listening tonight, probably the XY is trying to figure out, okay, how do we balance that? Correct. How do we balance that to get to be ourselves without being overly manly, overly aggressive to the point that people can say that I'm really toxic, you know, which maybe we'll talk about, but toxic, there's no that, way that, that, yeah, that's where I want to go with that next. Yeah, 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 there, yeah. There's no way that masculine, there's masculine, masculinity is energy. It's all energy. And the energy is actually spirit. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to think about it like this, I have to ask you, can the spirit be toxic? The answer is no. Spirit can't be toxic. Energy is not even toxic. Nope. Now, the vessel that the energy is, is in, the vessel or the container that the energy is in, it can be flimsy. It can be structurally unsound and it can allow, you know, emit radiation or other things that may be toxic. But typically, if we're looking at that through a man, that means that we're, look, we're, we're, we're seeing what we see, the beliefs of the person. The beliefs of the person may be toxic. And the belief of the person may produce behaviors which are toxic yes you see so the beliefs and the behaviors may be toxic but the masculine energy that that originated with the spirit it's not toxic no it's the vessel it's the man and and i completely agree with you and there's where where my point with my my perspective is is going to go is i believe just like you which we're on the same page toxic mm -hmm. masculinity is a bullshit term you know, it's, it's complete because masculinity, just like you said, is a spirit. And I love how you said that masculinity in itself, what it is, just like femininity, neither of them are toxic. They're parts of who we are that mm -hmm. we have to be able to utilize to be our best selves, whatever that is for you. Again, you said balance. And I love that because my balance scale might be a little, is more tipped to the masculine. There's other men who are still very masculine. There's this tip more in the middle or more towards the feminine side. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter. It's okay, but it's what works for you. But when we look at the word toxic, masculinity itself is not toxic, just like femininity is not toxic. The behavior and the choices of the person can be toxic. The behavior can be toxic, not masculinity. So it's just that to me, it was a phrase that was used because the word toxic brings fear. And when we go into mm -hmm. the mindset, all that kind of stuff, and we go into fear, we go into scarcity mindset, all that stuff. I'm mm -hmm. going to use a word that that is powerful, that mm -hmm. makes people go, whoa, that's right. Connected with masculinity, which have there been a bunch of and let's just call it a spade a spade. If it quack, you know, if it quacks and walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, it's a duck. You know, toxic masculinity isn't real, but assholes are. And that's <laughs> That's I like I like the way you, I like the way you say that. I love the way you say that. And that's feminine and that's masculine, either either side. And mm -hmm. it's like the behavior and the choices that that person, like you said, beliefs, their behavior and their beliefs cause them to have toxic actions and behaviors, which are negative things that affect other people and themselves negatively. Mm -hmm. Not masculinity, not femininity. I know some feminists that are very what they would call toxic feminists, but it's not femininity isn't toxic. Their actions are toxic, which go to cause divide, hurt, and pain for somebody else. Mm -hmm. and, and that it causes pain for women and men as well. There's this macho man. This and, and this is where I go. I I listen, I just call myself out. I was the macho man. 
drink more beer, get more girls, yep. lift more weights. Yeah. You know, that was me for a long time. Okay. And it was the cool guy. You yeah. Know, this macho man stereotype that we were taught and, and I'm 39 years old. So going growing up in the eighties and nineties, that's, that's what we saw everywhere. So right. having that, that macho man to me is that far right masculinity, but the behaviors there that hurt people that, uh, that, that their beliefs are, Hey, this is what's going to make me popular. This is going to what, what right. make me make me a yeah. man, ah, yeah. which is total yeah. bullshit. And, and that's where, you know, and, and that's for, I'm calling bullshit on myself, but anybody else out there that's like that. So, Hey, you know, Clay, I say everybody, you, you throw out the, throw out the masculine toxic, toxic, yeah. the, the toxic masculinity, throw the term out. Here's what I thought about Clay as you were saying that, because I grew up in the same time, seventies, eighties, nineties. I grew up in that time frame, And as soon as you said that I'm, 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 I'm had a vision in my mind of the macho man, Randy Savage. walking. Uh, out. Yeah. You know, with those I had that in Miami Vice. I had I had Monster Man Randy Savage and Miami right. Vice coming to my mind. See, I love those. And but I have to tell you that masculinity that we saw in the Macho Man Randy Savage, okay. that wasn't masculinity. No. That was total belief system. Correct. That was total belief system. It was total BS, right? It was the total belief system that we all bought into the at the time that says, hey. I'm a man walking around in my, my skivvies, you know, and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Navy guy. I got to tell you, I spent a long time in the Navy. So we call your underwear, your little under your, those wrestler panties. Yeah. We call those wrestler panties skivvies. Right. And so I'm a macho man. I'm big muscles, you know, a little thing on two girls on my arms. I'm walking out here. That's a belief system that's been propagated. It has nothing to do with masculinity. Correct. In no way, shape or form. Nope. And I, and I will tell you this too, is when we look at that behavior, that behavior of the macho man trying to be somebody else that you're really not isn't macho at all. It's not being a man at all. It's being insecure. That's what it mm -hmm. is. And yeah. I can say that truthfully because that's me owning my shit because mm -hmm. that's how that's who I was. I was yeah. insecure clay smelter because I didn't really want to own myself because I knew if I had to go own myself mm -hmm. and deal with my shadow, it was mm -hmm. going to hurt and I didn't want to hurt. Yeah. You know, often it's it's not just it's it's often it's me and kind of like I said earlier, trying to compensate yep. for some of the feminine emotions or some of the feminine sides of themselves. Absolutely. And so they're portraying something they're putting on an act or putting on a show because they don't know how to deal with the feminine nature that that, that exists inside of them. You know? Yep. And so, and so you, you end up with that. You end up with the macho man, Randy Savage. And I got to tell you, I loved Miami Vice, but I love Miami Vice for different reasons. <laughs> and if I told you why I love Miami Vice, then we may end up talking about the Black Lives Matter and cop shooting, you know, because after watching Crockett and Tubbs for a while, and we're going to jump back. But after watching Crockett and Tubbs for a while, I was sitting in the sixth grade, sixth grade. It was like the beginning of the school year teacher gives us one of those assignments it wasn't our math teacher so luckily for you it wasn't it wasn't our seventh our sixth grade math teacher but it's it was probably those english teachers that make you it, that's exactly who it was and she said what do you want to be when you grow up my honest answer was i wanted to be a cop so i could shoot people and get away with it but hey that's not what we're talking about today but she probably would have told me that i was being toxically masculine because i wanted to be my advice yep. i wanted to shoot people so i could get away with it and i now, would tell now, now did, did did you play football i did play football i played nice. football in high school and, right. the, and that, so did I. I played football in high school, and I was actually had this conversation because uh, some of our guys, they, they actually, uh, in, in junior high, they play football. So they mm -hmm. had a game yesterday, so they won. I said, I said, did you play football? I said, yeah. I was like, that was the only place I could go hit somebody as hard as I could. I would be rewarded for it. People would praise me because I railed somebody and smashed somebody else. I was like, so that's the reason I couldn't do that outside, but I could right. go to the football field and hit somebody as hard as I could. I was like, that's the reason why I played. That's like, awesome. That's see, you're a masculine, you're a masculine guy, right? So yeah. if you were to ask me in the sixth grade, I would have told you I didn't play football, right? And football wasn't my thing. I was a little kid who who sat on the sidelines when all the other kids were playing dirt football, you know, in mm -hmm. elementary school. Yep. And I was sitting over there because I, I was raised by a very uh, protective mother. And my thing is, I didn't want to get hurt. I didn't yeah. want to play football because I didn't want to get hurt. Somehow in, in in middle school, I didn't want to get hurt. But you know, I never liked bullies. Yeah, I never liked bullies, and I never liked seeing people get picked on. And so I was more of a fighter. And some, somehow I found myself in Kung Fu, you know, and doing hand-to-hand -hand mm -hmm. combat. But one of my friends convinced me to play football in the ninth grade. He convinced me, you know, after the eighth grade to try out for the ninth grade team. I, I got on the team. And I wasn't the toughest guy, right? I was more of a, a skill player. Not a skill player, but I used more techniques than anything to mm -hmm. keep from getting hurt. And they would laugh because I was playing defensive lineman, linebacker, and I got these big padded gloves on because I didn't really <laughs> like to get hurt. You know, but... My masculinity wasn't there. Yeah, 
it was, but it wasn't. Yeah. You know, because it's it's kind of like when you're talking like earlier, you're talking about the shadow. Yeah. You know, and one of my feminine things, I love activities. I love outdoor activities. I love interacting. But some of my activities or they probably most men listening would probably say they're more feminine than they are than they are masculine. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's something that I had to come to realize, you know, is that I, I love outdoor activities. But, you know, other guys may love to beat on each other with that with bats or sticks. Yeah. I love activities like running, riding bikes. Right. You know, doing uh, more aerobic activities that some men think, hey, why aren't you in here lifting all these weights and, you know, mm-hmm. put packing on 225 pounds, right? You know, I'd rather be doing like a dance aerobics or something like that, you know. But at the same time, I had to I had to realize that, you know, because sometimes we get into those situations and we, we feel that in order to be more masculine, to be more accepted, we have to go into doing what other men are doing. We have to yeah. put on that show like, a, like the macho man Randy that Savage, comparison right? comparison trap. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Until, until we meet somebody who helps us to discover ourselves, you know, and to figure out what are my, what are my feminine traits and how do I express those in my personality and how do I become, how do I become comfortable with those so that I can be the man I'm supposed to be. Yep. Absolutely. And I think that's one of the things is, is when we talk about masculinity in itself, Mm -hmm. we also, again, like you said, we have to also talk about femininity and it's Mm -hmm. that, that dichotomy that exists. And I love, I don't know if you've read Jocko Willings at all, um, I'm familiar with Jocko Willing. Yeah. It's only because he was a SEAL. Yeah, and and I love his stuff. Extreme Ownership is one of the uh, most amazing books, not only because of the content, but understanding. Uh, we see things on TV. We hear from from stuff that we read, but that when I read that and the things that went on where he was he was at with his his team in in uh, the Middle East, I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. like totally different perspective, whole new respect for, for mm-hmm. military army. Uh, mm-hmm. I have a good buddy that, that died in a helicopter crash uh, over there um, that I went to high school with. Um, okay. He was a, he was a pararescuer and stuff like that too. So yep. uh, like, so I have immense respect for our military. So thank you again also for serving as well for, for oh, our nation you. and, yeah, and allowing you. people to look, I got freedom. I know. I love I that. Usually I, usually I have my freedom <laughs> shirt on, you know, that's, so I didn't play football, but I found myself in my later my later days. I found myself with the uh, combined joint special operations command, mm-hmm. you know, and I worked with guys like Jacko and some other guys, you know, in Iraq and in Afghanistan. And one day I woke up, <laughs> I woke up and I had led over 33 teams in combat. Yeah. It was crazy. It was crazy. But I did it a whole a, a very, very different way, you know, and that's where I came to really realize that a lot of these traits that we're trying to that or not we, but, you know, the people are the forces of nature or the spirits, whatever you want to call it, that they're trying to minimize or get rid of by saying toxic masculinity. Those things that they're trying to erase are the same things that we really admired and respected and the things that that give us that freedom, you know, an opportunity to have the flag up and say, hey, we're strong, we're proud. We don't speak Chinese or Mandarin, you know, but uh, it really changed my perspective. You know, it changed my perspective. I spent a lot of time in the Middle East and Iraq, actually from 2002, almost until 2016 is where I spent most of my time at, you know. But, um, oh, that's that's it, it, it's it's you just bought back memories. You bought back yeah. memories. You start talking about the, the the helicopter that went down. And I'm thinking about the days that, you know, when we lost a lot of people mm-hmm. standing on the side of the road as we would send them back home and we would salute as their casket would pass. You know, and it's at that time that you start to realize that, hey, even men, we, we, we feel emotional some type of way. You know, I, my family gives me a whole lot. But he says, you're like the most unemotional person we know. <laughs> they say, you have no emotion. I was like, I'm full of emotion. I just don't show it. Right. I don't show it the same way that you do. Right. And I think that's something that we have to realize is that as men, you know, one of our one of our masculine traits is actually being unemotional. It's it's, it's not being unemotional, but it's it's carrying our emotions a certain type of way and not expressing certain things because showing emotions and being expressive, those are feminine traits. Mm -hmm. And it always amazes me because anytime I listen to a female and they're talking about how to fix men with these problems, they're saying, well, men need to be more expressive. They need to be more (laughs) emotional. And it always sounds like they're saying men need to be more like us women, us females. And that's what we come up with. And we'll say the same thing about them too. Yeah. We talk about, yeah. But you know what? With us being the dominant, with us being the dominant or the more powerful of the sexes, when the man says toxic femininity, it doesn't ring as loudly as or sting as hard as a female saying 
toxic masculine. Correct. Right. And, and and that's a great point. And and I bring this up all the time. I go back to the movie 300. Okay. So mm-hmm. Leonidas goes out, fights wars, comes back. Well, his, his wife is there. And when he comes into his house, he can shed his armor. He can mm-hmm. let himself. Cause when, when he walks out of the house, he puts on his armor and that armor is to protect him, to make him strong, to make him fierce, to make him be able to go into bat- battle and come back home. It mm-hmm. allows other people to look at him in fear because of how he looks and what he is and what he stands for. When he mm-hmm. comes home, he comes into a house and he sheds all of his armor. And mm-hmm. then he goes into the woman as being a provider. A woman is a provider of comfort mm-hmm. and pulls in. So shedding your shedding your armor and coming into the comfort of a woman, a woman allows us to be able to be vulnerable. And allows us to be able to take that feeling from everything that happened out in the world, out in the battlefield, and come into this world where it's safe. Mm-hmm. We don't have to worry about dying. We don't have to worry about being stabbed or, or mm-hmm. killed or what's on my six or what's on my left or my right in front or protecting our, protecting our men. We can just be open to who exactly who we are in that moment with her. And I think that's mm-hmm. one of the things that is, is very important is that we both – feminine and masculine both have these qualities that come together just like mm-hmm. yin, and, yin and yang that's exactly. why that culture is so important because it's a blend mm-hmm. and it's not only a blend between man and, or, or male and female it's a blend between self and self mm-hmm. and i think that's one of the biggest things that we have to understand is for me what does that masculine and feminine look like for me what does mm-hmm. it look like for for you just like like me, I cry over sappy movies. I love the mm-hmm. Bachelorette, you know, the mm-hmm. Bachelor. I watch all, all those things mm-hmm. because I'm a hopeless romantic. And mm-hmm. uh, any movie that has like kids in it, and the, you know, there's something that goes on with a kid, dude, it's teary. Like, no, no, it starts starts to bring up emotional. Oh, it starts yeah. to bring up emotional memories from the past, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, and it, it, well, it's for me. It's the love of my kids and seeing that I put myself in that situation. I feel mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Um, anytime, like uh, I, the the. Um, I just saw a video the other day where this kid was boxing his dad and his dad was a military. And mm-hmm. dude, I, dude, I sob over every single one of those, like yeah. just because of, of, and then he took his, his, he was blindfolded and the kid took it off and just, he just hugged his dad. Like, like, you know, this just great. Nah, I'll get to yeah. it. Like yeah. I get emotional yeah. now, man. And it's, I, got, it's, it's, I'm, ah, I love I'm it. A, I'm, I'm, I'm amazed that you're, you're able to talk about it because I can, I can, I can visualize that going on in, inside of your head. I, I yeah. can imagine you watching that. And I can imagine you thinking inside of your head and seeing, you know, visual images inside of your oh, head. Yeah. Of exactly what you're talking about. Feel exactly like you feel. So no, that, that's, and for you, that would, I, I like the way you put that because if you were talking to me, if you were talking to me as Ernie, the psychoanalyst or the, the Myers-Briggs or the MBTI personality guy, I would say for your personality type, that is exactly how I would, I would expect for you to express some of your, your feminine side. Yeah. Right. If we call it a feminine side, hopefully mm-hmm. nobody gets uh, offended by that. But if we were to call it that, that's, that's how I would expect for you to do that. You know, one of the things that hopefully everyone will understand is that every man is different. Mm-hmm. You know, I would say if I had a combat team with 16 guys on that combat team, you know, each one of those 16 guys would see the world just slightly differently. Yes. And because of that, each one of those 16 guys, they would express their masculinity in a slightly different way. Mm-hmm. But being that they also have a small part of their nature, which is also feminine, each one of those 16 guys would express their feminine nature in a slightly different way. You know, so I think it's extremely important in the discovery of, you know, fig- discovering who you are as a man, figuring out what your personality type yeah. is, figuring out, you know, how, how what, what's going on inside of your mind? What, what is it that makes you you? Yeah. What are your natural gifts, talents, and abilities, you know, and how can you express those to do what you really enjoy doing? Yes. You know, because if you're going to become a real man, you know, one of the first things you have to do is you have to figure out your place in the world. Mm-hmm. You have to figure out, hey, why was I created? And why was I given certain gifts, talents, and abilities? You know, often we like that. We like to he'll see somebody stand on a, vi- on a video or stand up on stage and tell us, hey, all men are like this. But unfortunately, all men are just like the 16 guys in that combat squad. I just each man is slightly different. They see the world just slightly different. 
You know, and I think it goes back to one of the videos I heard you talking about. That's why I can take 16 guys. We'll go out on a combat patrol, and at the end of the combat patrol, we'll come back. You know, if we if we make contact with an enemy, you know, and rounds started going off, I'll get a debrief. I would get a, deb a debrief as a patrol leader. I would get a debrief from all of my guys in the squad, and each one of them would give me a slightly different perspective of what they saw and exactly what happened. And then I have to take in into to mind that the reason that happened is because each one of them is just slightly different. Yep. You know, and then I have to remember that I put each one of them in a certain place in the combat patrol on the combat team because each one of them has some slightly different yes. qualities. They have some slightly different abilities, some different gifts that make them uniquely who they are. Unfortunately, most men coming up to the educational system in America or wherever, they don't know who they are. Correct. They've never had anybody talk to them about it. They've never had had anybody help them figure out, hey, what do you really want in life? Mm -hmm. You know, and I love it because once you figure out who you are, you yeah. can now figure out how to create the life that you really desire. That's it's, it's big and it's, it's extremely beautiful. big. It's extremely big for me because I got to tell you, you brought up combat and you talked about your friend who, who was killed in the in the helicopter mm -hmm. incident. And I'm, I'm, I'm internally I'm saying a, a prayer. And, and wishing his family well and his spirit well. But there are so many men who come home from experiences like that, and they're now battling between their masculine thoughts, their feminine thoughts, and they're just lost, and they don't know what their purpose is in life. And one of their last results is usually suicide. Yeah. You know, one of the, one of the last places they turn, you know, usually after suicide, they don't have anywhere else that they could turn. But it could all be prevented, and I've learned they can all be prevented. Once a man discovers who he is, yes, it doesn't matter if you just work two doubles, you know, and you work two doubles last week and you're tired, you know, and you're thinking, that, hey, life is useless. I, I had that thought when I was like 32. I was wondering, why, why am I doing this? There has to be more to life than just this. I was 35. Yeah. Once you figure it out, though, you get to live your purpose. Yeah. You get and, to be the man that you were born to be. And, and it, it, what it does is it, it you're walking through with foggy lenses. And once you know exactly who you are, which is what I call purpose, is this is who I am. I owe myself, love my story, live a purpose. That fog cleared. And I'm like, wow, I have a whole different perspective because just like school, I walk, I woke up dreading my drive to school because I was going to have to walk in those doors. I was going to have to put put my fake face on and be mm -hmm. Mr. Happy-Go-Lucky Clay. People mm -hmm. would ask me, how's it going? I'm like, ah, it's all good. I'm all good. I'm all good. So like that phrase, all I good. Hate. That's all good, all good. Yeah. And anybody that tells me that and says, "Yeah, everything's all good," I'm sitting there going, "You're lying. You're 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 fake as hell." Because I was that dude saying, "I'm all good." And from the outside, and, and from the outside, if you looked at the picture of my life from the outside, everything looked great. Mm -hmm. You know, house, car, wife, family, all that stuff. You know, financially doing pretty well, like all of that stuff. Clay, you, you, you heard what I said earlier. Yeah, I said evil wins when good guys like you and me fail to speak. So let me ask you the question. Who spoke to you? You know, when you said all good, did you have anyone in your life to challenge you and say, bull crap? Tell me what's really going on. No. That's what we don't do Not as really. men. Yeah. Nope. We, we don't do it. We need it. You know, we need every everyone who's listening right now. We need, hey, the next time you ask a guy, hey, how's it going? And they give you that BS and say, hey, it's all good. All good. Is it really? Is it really there? You can usually feel you can usually feel something coming off of them. You can usually feel their energy. Right. You can feel yeah. their spirit. And, and, and if you're like me, I, I'm usually pretty good. at. It. I've, I've learned that most guys aren't as good as I am at feeling other people's energy and figuring yeah. them out. But they need somebody because men aren't expressive. Right. Remember what I said? Men are not expressive. Correct. They are not. They are not emotional. And we're not trying to fix them. But what we're trying to say is we they need other men in their lives to challenge them on it. Yes. Push them to the edge. 100%. And make them talk about, hey, yep. I know you're not good. What's going on? Yep. Or ask them the questions that need to be asked or tell them the things if now, if they want it. Mm -hmm. Tell them the things that they need to hear. But at the same mm -hmm. time, I got a call. And, and, and here's here's where it was, is my first divorce. Um, mm -hmm. I was basically, I was uh, sat down on a Wednesday night on a red couch and she said 14 words, changed my whole life. I had no idea. I'm like, oh, awesome. This is great. Yes. Wow. Ooh, good time. And it's like, mm -hmm. I I... There were issues, but I didn't know it was at that point. And I'm like, sweet. So I was just pissed. And mm -hmm. um, one of the guys, I was in a business team then, one of my mentors, um, I, he called me. I didn't pick it up, um, but he left a message. And he basically said, Clay, stop being a big fucking baby. Pick your ass up and move yourself forward. Awesome. Awesome. And I'm like, 
are you like i'm sitting there going are you you kidding me like i was so pissed i was like ready to drive over to his house ring the doorbell when he opened the door punch him square in the face and then just mm-hmm. walk away that's how mad i was but five mm-hmm. seconds later i'm like dude he's right because what was i doing I was sitting there complaining, saying, you know, I was complaining and blaming. Mm-hmm. I wasn't taking responsibility for me. And what he did is a man, he called me out because, and, and I didn't get it at that point in time, but years later, still to this day, like, that's what, like, I can't imagine Well, I can, because I've been in that situation, but for him, he cared enough about me mm-hmm. to tell me, and, 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 and I'm starting to get teary eyed now too, and I'm okay with that, mm-hmm. but he, and I think about this all the man, what we just said is he told me what I needed to hear in a time when I needed to hear it. Mm-hmm. And if he wouldn't have done that, I guarantee you, I wouldn't be here today. I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. I wouldn't have the family that I have. I wouldn't be standing up for men. I wouldn't be having the conversations that we're having. And yeah, yeah, look, you can see that, but yeah, I feel it because it's, it's so powerful. And what you said is everybody that's listening to this. If somebody says, yeah, I'm all good. Or somebody gives that phrase, yeah, living the dream. Are you really living the dream? Are you really doing that? Mm-hmm. Are you really are you really good? Or is there yeah. something else going on? It is time that men stand up yep. for each other together. Sh- sh- I always say shoulder to shoulder, shield to shield. And we start living to be the men that we were meant to be. Because guess what? Not only when men get get to know who they are exactly who they are and live by that we -hmm. not only expand ourselves to other people we help females be the feminine woman that they also need to be because when we're better they're better when they're better we're better yeah i love that and clearly you know what the only way that only way that any man will be able to do that the only way any man will be able to, to challenge another man in that way is because of his masculine energy. Yes. You see, because masculine energy is decisive. It causes you to take action. And unfortunately, if there are any women listening, masculine energy is courageous. You see, and so you're going to have to dip into your masculine energy, that same energy that they're saying is is toxic. <laughs> you're going to have to dip into that masculine, yep. that masculine energy that makes you to be confrontational. Yep. That makes you to be courageous and challenge other men in order to get other men out of their dark place. Yep. But if you listen to society, they're going to say, hey, don't do that. Correct. Just be more, men just need to be more feminine just, and just, men just need to start yeah. expressing. Yeah. It's unnatural. Yep. It goes against your nature. It's not, it's not what men do. Mm-hmm. You know, unless that's one of the areas that you're, that's, that's one of your feminine qualities. There are some men who are very emotional. Yep. That's one of their feminine qualities. Yeah. You know, it's part of their, their whole personality trait. There's some men who are very yep. expressive. But for the majority of men, you know, if you got that X and that Y chromosome, it's not it's not it's not one of the heavy points in your nature. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with you. You yeah. just have to understand who you are. Absolutely. Right? And, 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 and that's where I love, love like this masculine piece, like for me and, and people mm-hmm. talk about anger all the time, because this is where, where one of the things comes with. Now, men can't be angry. I screw that, dude. You could be angry. You could be angry. You could be pissed. You could go like. But what you can't do is you can't hurt, harm other people. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. But listen, I get angry. And that's one of, that was one of my shadows I didn't want to deal with because like it takes a lot to press my button. But when my yep. bet, button's pressed, it goes from zero to 4,000. I'm like, you should get out of my way. But what I've learned to do is to be able to control that. So one, it doesn't get pressed. But if it does get pressed, that it's not this, this explosion. And to be able to be thought reactive versus emotionally reactive. Mm-hmm. But are there times where I go beat the crap out of something in my backyard? <laughs> you darn right there is, well, you know, and because I need to get that energy. It gets to a point where I have so much energy in this, this space. I have uh-huh. to release it. I uh-huh. could do it on a baseball before I could do it when I threw before I uh-huh. could do it when I hit somebody in a football field before, but as a, an adult, I can't Uh-oh. go hit. I, oh, did I freeze? No, you're good. Go ahead. Okay. But when I, when I went, I, I could do that stuff on a football field, baseball field and as an athlete, but I, I can't just go hit somebody. And just go rail somebody on the street, you know what I mean? Like that'd be it'd be fun. Well, Clay, I'm, I'm glad you figured that out because <laughs> you know, if I remember correctly, anger, anger, and revenge, those are feminine traits. I don't know if anybody's ever called you on that. No, probably nobody. I got I gotta say this. I gotta say this because it, it might be a little out there. But mm-hmm. listen, 
I always say, and I know they say in the Bible and stuff like that, you know, the, the angel fell and it became Satan. It was like, boy, whatever. Mm-hmm. Listen, uh-huh. I believe if there's a heaven and hell and there's mm-hmm. a God and there's a devil, I believe the devil is a woman because a scorned woman is something you don't ever want to mess with, man. I've been there. I'm, t- I'm telling you, because hey. that is what you just said there, man. Clay, all of the Middle Eastern scholars, all of the Middle Eastern scholars, and you said yin and yang earlier, mm-hmm. all of the Middle Eastern scholars would agree with you. Here's what they would really? tell you, yin and yang, right? You know that you know that little yin and yang symbol that yeah. with the two circles with kind of like the little things in between them? Heart part is black, part is white, and yep. then they have like a little dot in it. That yin and yang actually represents masculine and feminine. Correct. I knew masculine that. In, masculine energy is represented by the light, the positive, oh, the, the white day. Side. Okay. The white side is masculine. The dark side is negative. It's negative. It's destructive. That's the feminine side. Now, I don't want anybody to confuse what I'm yeah. saying with male and female. I'm not saying male and female. I'm talking masculine and feminine energy. That dark side, right? That dark side is yin. That's negative. It's dark. It's slow. It's cold. Right? It represents the moon. Whereas the masculine side, it's positive. It's light. It represents the sun. It represents man. And then if you ever look at those, look at one time, you'll notice that there's two little swirls and each one has a little dot. Little dot yeah. And the, the little dot inside of it is of the opposite color Correct. because that's that opposite color represents the small feminine in the masculine and the small masculine in the feminine. Gotcha. So everybody, you just learned something. Yeah. And so you're right. And that's why anger is a negative. Anger is a negative emotion. Yeah. Negative emotions. Unfortunately, most of them are feminine. Right. Because they're negative. Fear. Fear is a, is, a, is a negative emotion. Fear is feminine. Courage is masculine. You see, the reason we are right now, and I may go way off there, Clay, but the reason we are where we are right now in America with the coronavirus and everyone's afraid of the coronavirus. And I've seen you post. I don't know if I've seen yeah, you post. Scare, something yeah, about I'm scared. It. Yeah. Scarcity mindset, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Everybody is. They are in fear yep. because we are unbalanced in our masculine and feminine natures. And so people are afraid. Yep. And what we're lacking is we're lacking we're lacking strong, positive, masculine male leadership. Agreed. Because when you have that positive male leadership, that strong male leadership, it balances or compensates to overcome fear, fear. and to make people think that hey, it's going to be okay. Yeah. We have a we have a clay who's protecting us, gotcha. right? Yep. We we have strong masculine men. Because fear fear and love can't exist at the same time. No, they can't. No, they can't. But women can be extremely loving. But mm-hmm. love and fear, they're two, just two different things. Yeah, two different love things. is also masculine. Absolutely. You know, man, whew, we got a lot of stuff tonight. That was good. Yeah, so, that's a lot. I, I don't even know what time it is. I always say this because I always lose track of time. So we're probably at like, what, 50 minutes or something like that? I'm not sure. We're, we're <laughs> probably in there somewhere. It's, <laughs> I a, don't good, know. it's a good conversation. It's a good conversation. Yeah, and absolutely. we could go on and on and on. But, you know, I, I think you got it. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah. So let's, let's wrap this up a little bit. I love, I love the topic because I think it's, and, and here's what I love about the conversation we've seen, I think throughout the whole entire time, that range, I know I've seen in you that range of masculine of where you sit and who you are in your masculinity and femininity. And, and I think you've seen mine, you know, mm-hmm. with my masculine and femininity and how it's kind of like that, that slide wheel you know, it slides back and forth where we need and we transition depending on where we're at. We can transition into being more masculine or being more feminine. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want to be that Leonidas kicker in a well all the time. That doesn't do anybody good. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes it is. Sometimes I need to go kick somebody in a well. But mm-hmm. most of the time I don't need that. I also don't need that other side or that 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 very negative piece piece of me either. Um, so, or that, that very feminine side of me either. So no, we don't need, we need you at your best. We, we, we definitely need you at your best. You know, there, there's one, one last thing that I'll leave you with is, is yes. a, you know, one of the universal laws. I believe that there's four, four, there's 14 universal laws that I love to teach. One of them is the universal law of polarity. The universal law of polarity is kind of like the law of duality. It says that everything is dual. It says that everything has its polar opposite. And what's crazy about the universal law of polarity, it says that the opposites are often very similar. Similar. They're only different by certain degrees. But the most important thing for us to remember as we think about masculinity and becoming more feminine or which one is better is that according to the universal law, and this is one of the laws of nature, 
according to the universal law of masculinity or polarity, in order for one to exist, the other must also exist. So if we work to destroy or if we allow other people to destroy our masculinity, we allow them to destroy our humanity and our society. Yep. And femininity. And femininity. And when we grow masculinity, so does femininity, so does being human, so does love, so does every one of us shining our light out in a world full of, of hope instead of fear. Awesome. Knowing exactly who we are. So Ernie, awesome. any, anything to end it that you, you want to give? You know end? what? I will just say, because I talked a whole lot today about masculinity and I talked a little bit about personality tests and universal laws. And so anyone who's listening right now, if they want to contact me, I'm available. Visit me at powerhousemotivations.com. You know, I will even say, if you're listening to me right now, right here with my friend Clay, and if you can remember success at powerhousemotivations.com, that's, it's just success. Success at powerhousemotivations.com. Send a message and say, hey, I heard you on here. I'd love to learn a little bit more about this personality stuff, this personality type. I'd love to know how can I figure out what is my purpose in life? How can I step into being the man that I was born to be? How can I find my purpose? You know, and how can I do that in a way that allows me to be happy in life, that allows me to create and enjoy the type of life that I desire? And how can I do that on my own terms while attaining financial freedom and independence? Mm-hmm. I'd love to talk to you about that if, you, if you're interested. Absolutely. And I'm going Play. to tell you, make sure you get a hold of Ernie. <laughs> Reach yeah, out. Awesome. And again, guys, this is this is a time right now to take action. This is the greatest time in history for men to stand up, to change the script, to be the man that you were meant to be in your life for you, owning yourself, loving your story, living with purpose, and kicking ass every single day. So appreciate every single one of you. Ernie, thank you so much for being on here with me tonight. I appreciate it very, very much, and everybody's going to get a ton out of this. So thank you all. Appreciate it. Let's have a great week, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Awesome.